Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. I am so grateful for your feedback. I'm so thankful that you're uh, sharing these messages with other people and just the dialogue that's going on. And uh, gosh, thank you for those that are able to donate. Uh, I'm just so grateful. Uh, certainly, you could send anybody to the website to hear any of the podcasts, any of the messages at uh, tomoleary.org. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I'm excited today. Today, this Sunday, today is Palm Sunday. And which is all about, you know, Jesus entering, you know, the coming into uh, Jerusalem and just, you know, making the big statement. And so, you know, next Sunday is uh, Easter Sunday. How exciting is that? Uh, if you have a church and you're going to church, hey, be praying for your pastors, uh, you know, to a pastor. Uh, Easter Sunday is like Super Bowl Sunday to a NFL player. I mean, it's just, you know, the big highlight of the year, as you would guess and know. And so, uh, yeah, say, say an extra prayer for all the pastors out there and, uh, that, uh, this Easter Sunday, next Sunday would be just amazing that, uh, so many people would discover uh, Jesus Christ and all that he is and all that he does in our lives. Well, today I'm pumped. I'm excited uh, about taking a look at a guy named David in the Old Testament and looking at that story of David and Goliath. Now, it's interesting because in the Old Testament, there's another guy named Caleb and scripture says in Numbers 14, verse 24, that Caleb had a different spirit, like something that was really noticeable about him. Others could, you know, just tell this guy's, this dude's different. <laughs> this guy is on fire. You know, he, he, he's the man. And, and there's this other guy, David, that we're going to look at. And there's a scripture in the New Testament in Acts 13, verse 22, that says, God testified concerning David. I have found David a man after my own heart. This is God talking that David is a man after his own heart. And, and then it goes on to say, he will do everything I want him to do. That's a different spirit. That's like Caleb. That, I mean, and isn't it crazy if you think of the big heavy hitters in the Bible, like Moses, David, Apostle Paul, and here's the big trivia question. What did Moses, David, and Apostle Paul all have in common? Well, tragically, they all committed murder. Can you believe that, that, that God used them so powerfully? powerfully and that yet the the thread between them and is murder <clears throat> and then david he didn't just commit murder he committed adultery and then committed murder and so apparently in the eyes of our merciful god uh, sin does not dis disqualify you uh boy it it, it messes things up and it certainly, uh, you know, you reap what you sow and, and you do have to get through it. But there's so much mercy, so much forgiveness by our living God and now through our trust in Jesus Christ. And, and so isn't it interesting 
that God, it says, God testified that David is a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Don't you want to be that type of person that man, your heart is just chasing God and that you'll just do whatever he tells you to do. And so today, as we look at the story of David and Goliath, we're going to talk about move toward your giant. And that's what we need to be able to do. We're going to take on our giant, the giants that we face. And it's different for everybody. For some of you, it might be your finances. That's your giant. Or you're in a troubled marriage. It's on the rocks. That's your giant. Or maybe you have a child who's gone wayward and is making really poor decisions. Maybe that's your giant. I mean, it could just be so many different things. Could be a bad habit. That could be your giant. Uh, could be maybe some physical health issues that you're facing right now. That could be your giant. Well, we're going to learn that we got to make a move toward our giants. And it starts out in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel chapter 17. That's the whole, that whole chapter is the whole story about David and Goliath. And so what I'm going to do is kind of just recap the story, kind of set it up for you, and then we'll get into really taking on our giant. So in 1 Samuel 17 verse 4, it says there's a champion named Goliath. And he was on the bad guys team. <laughs> he was on the evil army. And he, uh, scripture says, was nine feet tall. I mean, think of Shaq from you know the former days of the NBA and now a broadcaster. But Shaq, think of Shaq. And now add two feet. Oh, oh you know, dang. I mean, the, 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 he's a giant. Yep, he's a giant. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 8 to 10, Goliath starts the smack down. He's throwing down smack. He's like shouting out, just give me a man to fight. And whoever wins, wins, you know, the whole battle. And so isn't it interesting that Goliath tries to do it on his terms? These are my terms. Just give me one man to fight. And you know, so many times the enemy of your life, what the Bible calls the devil or Satan, he tries to mess with you. He tries to shout out in your face. He tries to intimidate you. And it's all on his terms. And so we got to know that, you know, God's bigger. God's stronger. Scripture says greater is he, Jesus Christ, that's living in you than he that's out in the world causing havoc, the devil. And so, so here we have this big story. Okay, we got the giant Goliath. We've got him talking down smack. Verse 11 says, King Saul, so Saul uh, is the king now of Israel, and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. That's what verse 11 says. So I kind of dove a little deeper into what does that mean? You know, let's unpack it. It's filled with anxiety. It's filled with distress and typically, it's associated with something that's unexpected. Something happens in your life you just didn't see coming. And maybe for the Israelites, maybe they had heard of Goliath. Maybe not. 
Maybe, you know, they're on one side of the mountain and in this big valley, Valley of Elah, and, and the, uh, you know, the enemy is on the other side. And then all of a sudden, you know, could you imagine this giant Goliath, you know, stepping out of the tent and they're like, oh, dang, <laughs> we're in trouble. Well, it caused fear to their core, terrified, dismayed. And it's interesting because in uh, verse 16, Goliath comes out like 20 different times, shouting out and making, throwing down the smack and all that. And it says that the Israelites were just afraid and not moving and fearful for 40 days. That's what verse 16 says, 40 days. It's interesting because in psychology, it has been proven that if you do something for 40 days, it forms a habit whether it's a good habit and a good discipline or a bad habit. You do something for 40 days, it forms a habit. I believe that the Israelite army had formed a habit, a bad habit that kept them in the shadows, kept them dismayed, kept them fearful and terrified. They had formed a habit. So we get to verse 17 and 18. David is back at the family farm, if you will, and his dad, Jesse, says, okay, I'm going to send you with some supplies and some food and, you know, take this to your brothers and, you know, the, the, the Israelites. And so it's really interesting to me. You know, David is this fiery, passionate uh, kid, really teenager, and, um, and he gets lunch duty. And it's like, I want to get in the game and I get lunch duty. So that's what's going on. So then in 1 Samuel 17, verse 24, it says, Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. So the man they're talking about is Goliath. And I want to ask a huge question for you. Whatever you're facing, whatever is your giant, what man are you looking at? Are you looking at the Goliath man? Or are you looking at what scripture says, the man, Christ Jesus? If you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at the right place. You're looking at victory. You're looking at the, the Savior, the one that can, can save you from this trial. And so Hebrews 12, verse 2 in the New Testament says, Fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of your faith. He's the founder, the pioneer of your faith, the creator of your faith. And he's the one, you know, so we fix our eyes on him. You know, and so I just ask you that huge question. What man are you looking at? You know, are you looking to another individual to, uh, you know, be that man? Well, I'd say start with the man, Christ Jesus. So as the story goes on, uh, David finds out there's a reward. You know, that's pretty cool. Verse 25 of, you know, it was wealth and royalty. And and so uh, David in verse 26 has a different perspective than everyone. He says, wait a second. Goliath is defying the armies of the living God. In other words, he's not just offending us. He's offending the living God. And so David just has this different perspective. 
Well, there's family dynamics in verse 28. The brothers have all these accusations against David. Verse 29, David gives a good answer. He goes, what have I done? (laughs) Maybe the next time someone accuses you, just go like David said, what have I done? (laughs) And then in verse 32, David says to the king, your servant will go. That's another big statement. Is that something that you and I could say? Hey, you're, you know, God, your servant will go to the king of kings. Can we say your servant will go? And then David explains in verse 34 and 35 to King Saul about his training, about his prep work, that he would be in the fields and he'd be fighting off lions and tigers and bears. Yep, you said it. Oh my. <laughs> Thank you for those that just said that. And, but he said, I had to kill a bear. I had to kill, you know, a lion. And so I've been trained for this moment. And in verse 36, David says of why he's going to do, you know, you always ask, ask your why, W-H-Y, you know, ask your why, not always the what, you got to know your why. And so he asks uh, he tells his why in verse 36. He says, "Because I'm going to fight Goliath because he has defied the armies of the living God. That's a big because. And I want to ask you, what's your big because? You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, do this in the right way. I'm going to do the right thing because. And then fill in the blank. What's your big because? So, okay, let's get into... Uh, it's ready to rumble. Let's get into uh, David and Goliath here. So in verse 38, again, we're in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 38, it says, Then King Saul dressed David in his own tunic and put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David, David verse 39, fastened on his sword over his tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to him. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Okay, here's verse 39 takeaway. You and I need to do what David uh, did. Take off the fake. Or you could also say, take off the lies. But F-A-K-E, whatever is fake in your life, we got to take it off. And the bottom line is David's going, this is Saul's armor. I, I, I'm not used to it. It's too heavy. It's too awkward. I can't thrive in it. And so he's taking off that heavy yoke and saying, no, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm not doing it this way. And for you and I, anything that we're trying to be somebody that we're not, or we have this facade, we got to take off the fake. Years ago, and I mean years ago, when I was uh, 32 years old, I'm laying in bed at night, I'm reading Billy Graham's autobiography and and uh, I get to this place where it says that you know at age 32 Billy Graham was meeting with the you know presidents of of the United States and and uh, I I turn to my wife who's laying there next to me and I say Sherry you're not going to believe it Billy Graham was meeting with presidents at age 32 I'm 32 and I haven't even met with the mayor. And she looks at me and says, 
well, you're not Billy Graham, now are you? <laughs> ah! <laughs> but she was right. She was uh, so right. You know, I, I can't run Billy Graham's race. And God bless him. He's now in heaven and enjoying the eternal fruit of all his work and labor. And, and uh, But I got to run my race. I got to run Tom O'Leary's race. And guess what? You need to run your race. So we take off any facade. We take off the fake Verse 40, then he took his staff in his hand, David did, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in hand, approached the Philistine giant. Okay, verse 40, go with what you got. You go with your strength. You go in the strength you have. You go with the tools you've been given. You go with the gifts God's given you. You go with what you got. I call that the Gideon principle. Gideon's another guy in the Old Testament. And, you know, the Israelites are just getting uh, ravished. And he's just hiding out. And the angel of the Lord shows up to him and says, you know, I'm going to use you. God's going to use you. And Gideon's like, oh, I'm the least in my family and my, the weakest clan and I'm I'm a nobody. I mean, he, you know, call the ambulance for Gideon, right? And the angel, scripture says the angel of the Lord turns to him and says, go in the strength you have. Wow. Go with what you got. And so, you know, as the story goes with Gideon, there's 32,000 and God whittles it down to 10,000. Then he uh, whittles it down to 300. And it says that God didn't want the Israelites to take the glory. So they're going against the bad guys and there's like swarms of them. You can't even count them. There's so many. And so they take trumpets and they, they're all sur- uh, encircled around and they go fight for Gideon and for the Lord. And they start blowing their trumpets. And then the bad guys turn on each other and wipe each other out. <laughs> and I mean, can you believe it? I mean, the, the kazoo section, the, the band won the game. You know, the band won the Rose Bowl. You know, uh, you know, not the Stanford band trying to run on the field, but you know, can you imagine? God did it through trumpet players, through kazoo players. And and so that's just going with the strength he had because, well, that leads to number three, to go in the name of the Lord. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with the sword and spirit and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Hey, guess what? In the day and age we live in, because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, cracked history in two, and so we're on the other side of that. And Jesus has the most powerful name in all the universe. Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11 says, Therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue confess and acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. The name above all names. There's something about that name. There's power in his name. There's something about a name. There's a story about the famous uh, legendary baseball player Joe DiMaggio. And as the story goes, 
you know, Joe was playing for the Yankees and, and World War II hit. And so he quit his professional baseball uh, career to go serve in the army at World War II. Uh, he does his service. He comes back to the States. And before starting up his baseball career again, he goes to a Yankee game and he takes his son, Joe Jr. Well, they're in the stadium. And all of a sudden, someone in the stadium, Yankee Stadium, recognizes Joe DiMaggio, says, hey, that's Joe DiMaggio. And someone else goes, wait, that's Joe DiMaggio. That's Joe DiMaggio. And all of a sudden, the crowd, it started getting louder and louder. Joe, Joe, Joe. They're chanting his name. And and his his son, his little boy next to him, Joe Jr., looks up at his dad, pulls his shirt and says, Dad, they know my name. (laughs) There's something in the power of a name. And the greatest name is Jesus. Well, that leads to number four. Believe the battle is the Lord's. So verse 47, all those gathered here will know that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you, all of you, into our hands. So this is David going, the battle is the Lord's. I want to ask you a question with the giant that you're facing, or giants, but might want to take one at a time, the giant that you're facing, do you really believe that it's the Lord's battle? Do you really believe that God is fighting for you? I want to encourage you to do so. It's a powerful thing. And in verse 48, it says, As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. That's number five. That's the message of this, uh, the title of this message and podcast. Move toward your giant. That's verse 48. And it's really showing the definition of passion. Here's a really good definition of passion. Intense love plus compelling action. That equals passion. You love God so much that it catapults you into wonderful, compelling action to do the right thing, to, to go for it with God. And that's exactly what David did. Intense love plus compelling action equals passion. Um, Man, it just starts oozing out of you. Verse 49, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead and Goliath fell face down on the ground. Game over, it's done. And it was all going back to David's training days, right? When, When he was, you know, feeling like, you know, all I'm doing is watching sheep. You know, when will my big day come? You know, maybe you're in a real dry season spiritually. Maybe you're feeling kind of like in a desert season. Like, where is God? I don't hear him. I don't feel him. You know what? Those are the training days. Those are the training days, getting you ready for what God has. And so in verse 50, it says, So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine. So no sword was needed. You know, everyone thought that's how it's going to go down. And no sword was needed. And I want to encourage you something that I believe the Holy Spirit prompted me is whatever giant you're facing, I believe God is going to give you victory in a different way than you expect. 
Just like everyone was expecting, oh, he's got to use a sword. No, he didn't use a sword. God delivered him in the way God wanted to. And I believe God is going to give you victory in a different way than you expect. So, let me just recap. Number one, as we, this is how to move toward your giant. Number one, take off the fake. Take off any lies that you're living under. Maybe lies that someone has tried to put on you. Take that off. Don't wear that. Number two, go with what you got. The Gideon principle. The gifts that God has given you. The resources that God has given you. Uh, Go with what you got. Number three, go in the name of the Lord. And remember, now it's Jesus' name. The name above all names. Number four, it's important, believe the battle is the Lord's. It's so big. And number five, move toward your giant. It's time to take it on. And I want to pray for you today. Uh, I hope you're encouraged. And so let's just pray. Father, thank you for each person listening to this Keep Moving Forward podcast. And Lord, just that, would you empower them to move forward? And the big events that they're facing, the big uh, problems or trials that they're facing, that God, just remind them, you take a test and you turn it into a testimony. God, that's what you're doing. And so, Lord, encourage them to make a move toward their giant in your name, in the name of the Lord, in the belief and faith that the battle is yours, God. Ultimately, the battle is yours. So encourage them, empower them to make a move toward their giant. And Lord, we'll give you the glory and and you're going to give the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's so great. I'm pumped for you. You're going to take on your giant. And uh, you know what? God's going to give the victory. And so I just want to encourage you. Stay strong. Stay faithful. No matter what season you're in, uh, God's up up to something. He's doing something behind the scenes. I, I can promise you that. And so uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for passing this message on to someone that you think would benefit. Uh, certainly you can send them uh, to the website, tomolurry.org. Thank you. Thank you for those that are able to donate, uh, to go on the website and uh, hit the give button. It's such a blessing and, and keeps the podcast going. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, don't forget, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm for you. God bless.